Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an exclusive episode, a special episode, a, well, you know, we just like doing this so much. This is going to be another episode of Cinema Gush where we do hot takes on interesting things we saw in movie news or TV news or just stuff that really we're just kind of excited and interested in talking about. Uh, I am a Batman and this is Han Solo that I'm joined by and, I, you know, you I don't know, know I thought Batman sidekick, Han Solo. I lo- well, yeah, I was thinking, like, I'm Luke Skywalker to your Batman, oh, to the Han Solo, so I'm... Hey, I'll be Han Solo any day, man. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So, there's a- we'll just start- dive right in, folks. Um, first of all, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. If you like us, give us a rating. We really appreciate it. Like us on Facebook. We love posting memes and beautiful, beautiful movie posters. Yes. Brennan's been on fire with the movie poster Tuesday, folks. You gotta check us out. One um, of my, my deadly hobbies is causing my entire wallet to drain out on these movie posters. Enjoy them. It is a deadly hobby, yeah. It absolutely <laughs> is, but gorgeous, gorgeous art. Oh, just... You know, I just love a good movie poster, and that's why Tuesdays are movie poster day on Facebook. So we hope that you'll check us out there. Um, but let's just dive in. Um, I just made Brendan watch the new Cruella trailer with my girl Emma Stone in it. Brendan, initial reaction. All right. So a couple reactions. First off, I think the cinematography looks great. Uh, yes. I think, uh, I mean, all, Emma Stone's always entertaining. I, I don't think I mm-hmm. can think of, well, I, I know there are bad movies with her in it, but I've not seen any of them. Um, everything I've seen her in has been great. Um, my first thought, it looks good. It looks fun. My concern is that they're going to humanize a person who wants to make dogs into a jacket, but it doesn't, (laughs) doesn't look like they're going that way. It looks like they're kind of making her a bit crazy, but at the end of the day, it's got to lead to the point where we have a character who wants to make dogs into a jacket. And as long as they don't shy away from that, I think it could be very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you think about all of the Disney villains that have ever existed, right? And you look at some of the darker ones like Scar, who, you know, obviously kills his brother and it's really dark. And you look at Jafar, who wants to kind of take over the land and be mm-hmm, Sultan. Mm-hmm. And then you have just, I don't know, so many specific goals, which are usually more geared towards taking over the world or stopping the hero. This one is a lady who literally <laughs> wants to skin puppies and make a fur coat out of their yeah. fluff. I, I mean, a lot of those villains that you just mentioned, from their perspective, you can make the argument that they'll be a better leader or they'll do the hard things that need to be done for the better of other people or there's mm-hmm. even just generalized power lust still seems less bad than I want to wear puppy skins. <laughs> when you put it that way, I'll tell you this, though. I, I genuinely really like the first Maleficent movie. Um, I Never love saw the it. score. I love the writing. It's it's quite good. Um, probably not ready for the kids just yet. But, I mean, if you look at the history of casting, like, I can't think of a better actress more perfectly cast in an adaptation than Angelina Jolie as Maleficent. Like, the second mm. I saw that trailer and she makes that smile during the big scene where, you know, she's going to, uh, you know, essentially welcome in the new baby by cursing her, uh, I've never seen a more perfect actress for a part than Angelina Jolie as Maleficent. So because I like that so much, I definitely want to give Birds of Prey a shot. And by that, I mean the Cruella trailer, because when I watched it, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Disney Birds of Prey. Like, that was the absolute first thing I thought. It's Harley Quinn. It's Harley Quinn in a Disney world. Did you think that at all? No, I didn't, but I can totally see that. Did you see Birds of Prey? No, I did not. I watched it on an afternoon thinking, yeah, well, sure, I'll give it a shot. 
I really like that movie, man. Yeah. I really like Birds of Prey. I thought it was funny in all the right ways. It had enough heart in all the right ways. It it, it was a great time watching a movie. So if it's like that, I'm game. Absolutely. So definitely looking forward to giving Krell a shot. Moving right along to the next thing I want to talk about, since we're on the Disney train, and I know this is Cinema Gush, I have to tell you guys, I am loving WandaVision. I'm excited oh, every man. Friday morning. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's uh, you know, we won't go into spoilers too much here. We'll save that for another episode when the season wraps up and you all get a chance to binge. But if you're listening to this show, you've got to check out WandaVision. I'm really, really enjoying it. I love a lot of the choices that they're making, a lot of the chances that they're taking. Uh, Brennan, you? Well, I, I think that this is one of those shows that even if you have no interest in Marvel, just from a pure uh, television history standpoint, it's fascinating. I, I cannot wait to watch the behind the scenes. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that every episode, for the most part, is themed after a decade of TV. Right? Yep. So you got, what do we have so far? Where there's, um, there's... Well, we did the 50s, which was kind of like Dick Van Dyke's show. Yep. 60s was more... Was, um, uh, bewitched. Bewitched, I Dream a Genie, that kind of thing. 70s, Partridge Family, Brady yep, Bunch kind of thing. Much. 80s was uh, Step by Step and Different Strokes. And then you get to the yep. 90s and very, very much very Malcolm much in the Middle. Malcolm <laughs> in the middle. Very, very much. So, But it's one thing to set out with that goal. It's a completely different thing to just hit your marks so perfectly. I mean, from the camera quality it looks like it was filmed in the era that it's supposed to be taking place yes in. yes and the 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 scripting the acting the the cutaways i i can't imagine the work they must have done into studying these old sitcoms i i want to know how they the cinematographers figured out how to do all this i it just I, I can only assume they had consultation from people who actually worked in this in the industry at that time because it looks mm-hmm. so perfect and that's to say nothing about the really fascinating and fun marvel story that you're getting as well yes indeed and i gotta say for those of you who haven't seen it we're talking about the structure a little bit of the show where it's very sitcom in the middle of every single one of them is a lovely commercial that is definitely dated to the time period that oh, they're yeah. kind of making fun of and showcasing and i did a rewatch because i wanted monica to sit down and watch all of it and you pick up so much of what you think is actually going on just by the commercials and the theming that occurs there um, again, won't spoil anything, but if you haven't seen WandaVision, check it out. Super enjoyable. It's a must. It's, I mean, even if you're not a Marvel fan, it's fascinating in its own right and, and worthy of the attention it's getting. Absolutely. So final note on Disney. Uh, Brennan sent me an article uh, earlier this week about Ryan Johnson's trilogy oh, still yeah, happening, yeah. maybe? I mean, yeah. you know, we... You know, Ryan Johnson, uh, the guy who directed The Last Jedi. Have you seen The Last he, Jedi? Oh my gosh, I love uh, I, I had to admit on Twitter, one of my top three Star Wars films easily is The Last Jedi. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely top three for me. And so it's to hear top that. Top two for me, it might be my favorite. Oh, it might be. that makes me so happy, man. I just, I think I love Return of the Jedi so much. That's my number one. I get Maybe it. It's my number two. Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a perfect movie. See, I actually would love to talk to you someday about the difference between a perfect movie. Since I think there's plenty of perfect movies out there that are not as good as imperfect movies. Like, yeah, I, I think uh, Galaxy Quest is a perfect movie, and yet there are imperfect movies that I think are much better. I think this is an imperfect movie that is as good as it gets in my mind. It, it was at the spot in my life that it just it hit all the marks that I needed to at the time that I needed it, and I have never forgot the experience of first watching that in theaters, and I will. 
I will take that to the grave remembering that evening. Absolutely. I won't forget either. I mean, I was in a super small town in Michigan, Ionia, and uh, I saw it on the screen there. And I was at one point I was the only idiot that clapped at a part. Um, (laughs) When I walked out of the theater, they're like, so what did you think? I was like nine out of ten. I freaking adored that movie. And I went on this rant about all of the things that that movie did that could have made a massive right turn into what Star Wars could be. And then I I said back then, uh, the only way that I will dislike this movie is if the rise of the Skywalker isn't, doesn't hold up, which you know what? It doesn't, but nonetheless, the stuff that the last Jedi paved the way for, Oh, so to to hear that Ryan potentially could have a trilogy is like, yes, please. I want so much more of that. Honestly, I said the opposite. I said, I don't care what the third movie is. The third movie can be trash, the character arcs I got in this are so important to me that I don't care. I will always cherish that movie. And look, I i mean, I enjoy Rise of Skywalker while also thinking it is trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot take right there, Brendan. <laughs> but so, but I still love it. And I, and I want more Ryan Johnson. And I think all the detractors, if you let him do a trilogy of his own where he can plan the plots from beginning to end, it's going to be a treat and a half. The, Agreed. Look, you Agreed. may not like The Last Jedi. Everything else that man has touched is gold. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was great news to hear. Um, one thing that really affected me in a very annoying way this past week. Which is kind of Disney, here, too, here. Yeah, right? It Actually, it is. Wow, that's four in a row. They've gotten too big. I um, want to hear. Yeah, go ahead. So Disney bought 20th Century Fox, and 20th Century Fox owned the uh, a studio called Blue Sky Studios. They were located in Connecticut. It was an animation studio. Um, they've decided to close down the studio, so 450 people are about to lose their jobs. Mm. And, you know, if you look up Blue Sky Studios on Wikipedia, you will see that every movie they've made, not one failed to turn a profit. I mean, this is the studio that brought you Ice Age, Robots, Horton Here's a Who, Rio, Epic, which was not quite so epic, but my personal favorite was the Peanuts movie. I absolutely love that. Oh, I that is Charlie I Brown, that was them. That's Die a Hard Guy. little movie. Right, yeah, it was great, and... To see that these guys got shut down is incredibly disheartening. I know their last movie was Spies in Disguise, which if anybody saw it, I mean, it kind of looked like it was the nail in the coffin. Well, I didn't see it. From the trailer, I was like, oh, boy. I don't know. I I just want to say, like, I think it's absolutely garbage that this studio gets shut down. Um, You know, Disney said it was just another death related to COVID kind of a thing, Uh. which is a huge bummer. And I really liked a lot of what this studio put out and I'm just really bummed about it, especially because if you look through the Reddit forum, uh, our movies where they were talking about this, like there were several employees in there that were saying, well, I just lost my job and it just, it just really stinks. It really stinks that they shut the studio down because they did a lot of really great things. And again, their budgets are gross. They never failed to make a profit on their film. So it but just stinks. You, the thing is, and, and again, I, I want to know what you thought of this because I had none. I knew what happened, but that's about the extent of it. So I have no real opinion on it. But it, you got to think that Disney's looking at this as shutting down competition, right? Even if it's an internal competition, every, every one of these movies is going to be a movie that is going to compare to an animated Pixar or Disney movie, either for revenue or attention or Oscars. Um, exactly. It's a shame though, that they couldn't just roll this into their own movie making behemoth. Cause there's gotta be some room for that. Yeah. I mean, they had announced that they were going to do an ice age series on Disney plus. I wonder if that's still going to happen or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, if in a, in a, in a realm where we are constantly competing for the attention of others and for eyeballs and we only have so many hours in a day, I could definitely see your point that 
that's just I'm, what I'm not was. saying I like it, but I'm sure that's what they're thinking. Yeah. I think you're right. So that's a, a massive bummer. Uh, thank you to everybody who worked at Blue Sky Studios. You yeah. all made some really fun, great movies, especially you the brought a lot movie, of joy to I my really family. Like. Yeah, it's, it's true. So very sad to see that happen. Um, and I hope that if any of the people who work there can hear this, that I hope that you find work very quickly and that this does not slow you down. So just had to get that in there. Absolutely. Brennan, what else is in the news that was interesting to you? Well, Okay, so we, we touched on, on uh, Birds of Prey, right? It was the yep. semi-sequel to Suicide Squad, which is one of the most unwatchable movies I've ever seen. If you uh, had to give it a review, <laughs> well, aggressively if I had bad. To give the, uh, aggressively bad, yeah. right, Aggressively bad, right? Mm-hmm. Verging on hilariously bad. It's so close to that so bad it's good, but it never quite makes it there. It's, it's really just so bad it's painful, um, yeah. which is the worst kind of bad. I mean, if you're going to be bad, be bad. So the trailer for the Snyder cut of justice league came out. And Mm -hmm. so I watched it and thought, I don't know what to think. Here's my thoughts. I want it to be good. I truly do. Yes. I think most of Snyder's DC movies are pretty bad. I like a lot of man of steel. It's got a lot of problems. I enjoyed the first 35 minutes of Batman versus Superman and the rest made me want to pull my hair out. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so I watched this trailer, and so then I went back, and, and we, me and the wife and the kids watched uh, effectively Joss Whedon's cut of Justice League. Oh. And, and yeah, no, I, that, that movie, I, I told you my review earlier, but I'll just state it for everybody else. It, it's aggressively fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's aggressively fine. It's very clear that two directors – we had no communication with one another and we're making vastly different movies for vastly different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I blamed a lot of the problems on Joss Whedon watching the second time. I can very clearly see um, some real issues with uh, Joss Whedon's structure. I think, I think he makes the movie not work because he's ta- taping on stuff that isn't there. So anyways, I, I, I think Snyder's cut stands to be, it's it's definitely going to be more cohesive than mm-hmm. um, Whedon's cut. I'm not sure it's going to be better. I want it to be better. I'm fascinated in and of itself to see two cuts of a movie vastly different. I mean, I'm going to watch it just for this. I mean, when does this ever happen? Maybe maybe Richard Donner or Superman 2, but I wasn't alive for that drama. <laughs> And yet again, it was another movie involving a DC hero that got the director's yeah. cut treatment. I guess yeah. Blade Runner technically counts. I don't know about you. Sure. I don't want to go too off on this tangent, but the only cut of Blade Runner I've seen is the final cut, and I guess there's five cuts, I believe. I mean, there's three main cuts. I think there's some other sub ones, but theatrical, yeah. there's the director's cut and the final cut. Okay. Are so the main cuts. ones. Are they all vastly different? Have you seen them all? I have seen, yes, I have seen them all. I have did not see the director's cut and the final cut close enough together that I could tell much difference. So gotcha. I, when I finally saw the final cut, I couldn't tell you what was different. The theatrical cut, it's the same movie told with an extensive uh, voiceover, which has somewhat of an appeal because of the uh, the film noir aspect of it, but it doesn't fit the atmosphere of the movie. And the ending is, the ending is awful. It's an awful. Have you seen the ending of the theatrical cut? Just the final cut. Okay, so 
the ending of the final cut, the elevator's clo- doors close on yep. Deckard and, and Rachel, and it cuts to black. Okay? In the theatrical cut, elevator's close, cut to black, fade to white. They're driving in a serene landscape. Happy music's going on. They look at each other. They smile. <laughs> they smile. They look at each other. The music crescendos. <laughs> fade to white. Credits roll. It it Not only is it bad, it doesn't make any damn sense. I mean, if, if the beautiful California countryside is 15 minutes outside of L.A., why is everybody living in L.A.? <laughs> I imagine the music. Imagine me and you, and you and me. Like as that sequence it, that it you feels just told me. Cheapy, uh, che- uh, cheesier than that, even. It's it's bad. Oh my gosh. Well, either way, you know, nobody wins if the, if the Zack Snyder cut stinks. And he's been talking about it for so many years that I too am curious about it. Do we know what the yeah. running time will be? Maybe two hours, four two hours. hours. Four, wait, what? It's four hours. And so that's the other concern: is there's nobody telling him to cut. And when you don't have somebody telling you to cut, you know, kill your darlings is important for making good art. I really do believe. I and do he too. is not being expected to kill his darlings at all. So oh, it's a four-hour movie. Well, shoot, that'll be it's twice that'll as be long the as the theatrical. Oh, my gosh. That probably runs up against the runtime of Return of the King Extended Edition, doesn't it? It's longer. Pretty... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm not watching it in one day. I can tell you that much. <laughs> don't want to ruin the experience no um, i don't want to don't want to hurt myself <laughs> you gotta i be hear careful. that you definitely do uh last bit of good news uh patrick McHale did over the garden wall which i've gushed mm. about many times on this show and in order of keeping along with what we've been doing every single episode according to my little brother uh we are going to comment on a series that neither one of us have read the source material of um, but are very interested in what's coming out. And Patrick is doing a Redwall adaptation. I believe he's just doing one movie. They're going to do a show as well. But I oh, never read Redwall. Yeah, it sounds like a movie show. Yeah. But I've seen the covers, and that gets me excited. It's like gorgeous. Secret of Nim, but with like swords and stuff. So that's exciting. And I really, really love Mouse Guard. I think it's just uh, yeah, like a, maybe amazing. a tamer Mouse Guard. So uh, yeah. just ridiculously pumped about that. So I, I mean, yeah. The over the garden wall is one of those things that is so unbelievably perfect in every way that when you find out the creator's doing something else, you're just on board. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to that. And hopefully you all are looking forward to that too. That's about all that we got for hot takes today. Brendan, anything else? No, it's been a pleasure. We should do this more often. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Lots of movie news, folks. Just lots of stuff to talk about. So we'll catch you all in the next one. Later. <laughs> <laughs>